Welcome to A Cup of Joe with Joe. My name is Joanne Meredith, and I will be here each and every week to help you take a moment to breathe in, hear perspectives on careers, life, and many other important tips from some pretty incredible men and women that I get to work with every day. Let me introduce myself first. I'm from the Northeast, and I grew up in New Jersey. My background is corporate pharma, and I've always had a love for science, and helping people is true to my nature. So working in clinical development for over 18 years was an amazing opportunity for me. Seven years ago, I started an additional virtual business alongside my corporate career to create financial diversification and plan what was next for me. Now I have a global business in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and soon to be Japan, and in this Cup of Joe with Joe, I'll be sharing my journey along with the journeys of all the incredible professionals I work with to help you plan for what's next for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Joe with Joe. My name is Joanne Meredith and we're back for another great week and another amazing leader and my very, very, very dear friend, Sue Pytel. Hey, Sue. Hey, Joe. Thank you so much for joining. I love that you're hanging out at the beach as we're talking. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> um, shows that we can do this business from everywhere. Um, but I am so glad to have you on the podcast. You were actually on the podcast last year, along with Devin, yes, uh, your daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, so for people who didn't get to hear your story last year, or for people who did get to hear your story last year, I think that you have a very, very special message to tell people today, especially how life can change and how really having flexibility is key in life, which I just, I mean, I just, I'm so excited to have you back here. And I think you're going to have a real impact on so many people that are going to hear your story today. So thank you. Thank you for, for coming today on the podcast. Oh, absolutely. Because life definitely can change and uh, you never know yeah. when it's going to hit you. Exactly. So. so this year we are sharing our stories. And again, you have quite a story to share. So I'd love for you to Kind of start off with where you're from, a little bit about your family, and really where your career started, and just like early career, and then what made you decide to add RNF alongside of your career? Because you had you had a lot going on with your career already. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, okay. So, um, as Joanne said, my name is Susan Pytel, and uh, Joanne is one of my very best friends. Um, but we met through RNF, so mm. I am. I'll start from the beginning, I guess. I am from Limerick, Pennsylvania, and I've been married to my husband, Joe, since practically right out of college. And we have two kids that are 19 and 17, and um, a boy and a girl. And I'll talk about them a little bit later. My uh, career is actually, I'm a pediatric physical therapist, and I work in early intervention. So I've been doing that since I since 1999, since I graduated. Um, and it's, I love my career. I never took any time off from, you know, when I had my kids other than, you know, a regular maternity leave. So, because I just kind of never wanted to get out of the groove of working with um, the babies I work with. So I work with babies birth to three in their homes. So um, I started Verdan and Fields in, wow, my gosh, it's so long ago now, 2014, Wow. And, um, I was, I was never working full time once I had kids, but, uh, but I was working about 20, 25 hours a week, uh, of home care and, uh, added Rodan and Fields into the mix after my college roommate and, um, 
also very good friend, basically coerced me after <laughs> beating me down for nine months to join her in business. I, I finally gave in and said yes, just so she'd stop bugging me. But, um, but I, I, honestly, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but she was right. And, um, and, and, you know, the rest is history, I guess. So after a year with Rodan and Fields, I was able to um, change my status. I don't want to say leave my career. I changed my status in early intervention from a staff employee who was basically, you know, given referrals and assignments to do to an independent contractor. Um, so because I no longer needed that, you know, constant guarantee of a steady income with early intervention, because frankly, my Rodan and Field salary matched that at that point. So I was able to pick and choose the um, cases that I took and pick and choose my hours, which at that point was pretty significant because my kids were at the point where they were into like, you know, middle school, high school, starting after school sports. So working till five o'clock was no longer an option for me because I'm that mom that wants to see all the the activities. I don't want to miss, you know, cross country meets or baseball games. Um, they were, those things were no longer at like six, seven o'clock at night. They were right after school. So being able to plan my day with therapy and my patients um, to time it so that I was able to be there for all of their activities and drive them home, you know, that was pretty significant. So um, if that was after one year of RNF and it's never, I've never gone back to be a staff contractor, I can't pass up the flexibility. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that. Like mid career, so many people look and they say, God, I wish I had more time. And you literally were able, you, you didn't have to give up anything no. and you've got the flexibility that people literally dream about. Yep. You said it. Yeah. Incredible. Um, okay. So continuing along, we ha we're having in the meantime, a lot of fun doing our Rodan and Fields business, right? That's, that's a nice little extra perk. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And you continue on, your kids are getting older. You just, so what, what was it like even as your kids were going into high school? Because you were still, you were still doing your physical therapy. You were running your RNF business. Well, let's take a go into high school and how did things start to, you know, get better? How were you, how were you working your RNF business and when did things change even more? I mean, nothing changed from that point until, frankly, my kids started driving and then they were able to, I didn't have to do the pickups anymore. Um, that's the only thing that changed in life. Other than that, things just got crazier. Um, as far <laughs> as, you know, more activities, more concerts for my daughter. She was in, she did three varsity sports a year, all involved running or swimming and um, was also in um, orchestra. So we had concerts. My son played baseball. He joined cross country. He joined swimming. You know, it was just one thing after another. Um, currently they just finished their junior year of high school and their freshman year of college. But, um, you know, the year that changed, I think everybody was 2020, but, and, and everybody's lives and how they lived, but I can truly say, I'm not sure I know anybody that had quite as much going on as we did. So, um, that was the year that was pretty pivotal, um, in having RNF as a, as a business, as a backup. So, yeah. So, so let's talk about that. I remember okay. the day that you called and, and we all talked about that. It was, you know, literally stop you in your tracks, life moment. Well, I don't know if you remember what happened a month before that, because it got overshadowed by the big day that we'll mention. Um, but um, last 
So we were doing a lot of college tours um, in my daughter's junior and senior year of, of high school, which, you know, again, flexibility was key for me because we, she wanted to travel to all the schools in the South. So in early 2020, February and the very beginning of March, we did um, several trips for accepted student stays to different uh, colleges in the South and, um, and made those, you know, decisions as to where she was going to college. And she ultimately settled on Clemson right after kind of the world shut down in, um, Mar- in mid-March last year. Uh, my son had to have surgery. If you remember, Matt had surgery. Right. This is my current, well, he just finished his junior year of high school. He had to have surgery on it because they found a tumor in his knee, um, which had been what was complicating his running that particular year that we figured out. Um, previously diagnosed as something else, but it turned out all the swelling was hiding what was really there. So we just got finished dealing with that surgery and rehab. Luckily, I'm a physical therapist because there was no in-person physical therapy at that point. Um, So I became his physical therapist as well as, you know, I did online telemed because that's what everybody was doing. Nobody was going into homes at that point. And then um, the end of April of last year, we, uh, we learned that my daughter, who was finishing up her senior year online, like everybody else, uh, had a brain tumor. So that was, um, that was pretty much our pivotal moment in, uh, in 2020. So I just had a kid with a bony tumor that was benign removed from his knee. And then I had a daughter with a grapefruit size brain tumor that was not benign, unfortunately, um, removed in April. So I'm pretty sure the odds of that during a global pandemic would be better than, or be worse than me getting struck by lightning today on yeah. this sunny day. Uh, so, so that was, that was significant. Um, and then I spent, you know, a significant portion of last summer after we did a 10 day stint in the hospital and, and all the recovery at home, uh, driving her to radiation every day. So she was on chemo and radiation through last summer. And, um, so flexibility was very key then. Again, I was still doing telemed um, for early intervention, which continued up until this past May. And then uh, I was able to do RNF literally sitting in a, in a waiting room at the radiation place at University of Pennsylvania. So yeah. Was- and, and one thing that I've heard so many people say, and especially for you, there's times where you wrote me and you were like, I don't even know what's happening. Like you, you, your focus had to be on your family, had to be on Devin, had to be on everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. And when people start their RNF businesses, usually it's for one reason or another. But I think that when life shifts like this, the fact that Rodan and Fields business, it, it just would continue to run, whether you put time into it or not. You created a business and residual income, which is amazing that you have that, but it's not something that ever adds pressure to your plate. No, it definitely didn't add pressure, especially this past year when, you know, and I'm sure a lot of us in this business have figured out along the way that the social part of it is huge. And as you kind of alluded to, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on at all. Um, So everything I learned and needed to know that was significant came from you or or, you know, our, our little group, yeah. our team that, that filled me in because that was the last thing I had time to pay attention to. However, I still had, you know, a ton of customers that wanted their products. So I was at least able to keep up with them. Like I said, I spent hours a day in waiting rooms, like literal hours in hospital waiting rooms. So, 
I was able to do everything from my phone, um, catch up with you guys socially and about business and then take care of my customers without feeling stressed. And that was definitely, it was actually really a distraction for me. I was able to kind of get my mind off of what I was doing there in the first place for at least an hour a day. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing to think about in a pandemic when you can't always, both you and your husband couldn't even be at the hospital at all times because they were stopping people from going in. It was like a special thing. Yeah. He couldn't go at all. Yeah. That's crazy. And even when she went to college, you were able to be there and be supportive to her and be with her at appointments. I just don't, you know, when you think about things like that, like Riley had a peanut allergy and I was able to do things on Fridays and I was, you know, happy for Rodan and Fields, but that is nothing compared to when life stops. If you had had a full-time job that you had to be there every day, you would have had to quit your job. Well, yes, that would, that would have been big. Um, I, to be perfectly honest with you, COVID played a positive role in a few things. Uh, one of them was traffic driving to and from the hospital. Uh, so that was huge. <laughs> Nobody was going to work. So there was no traffic. Um, another was the telemed. It, it just made things very flexible for me. So I didn't have to actually go into people's houses and then worry about coming home um, and, and trying to get her still to radiation every day That and, and worry about, you know, little kids giving her a cold or anything like that. So that was, that was huge. So flexibility was, was big. Um, but then you did mention, um, the fact that I did go to college. So I was that stalker mom. I sent my daughter to Clemson from Pennsylvania and I moved there too. Um, because frankly, her oncology team did not clear her to go away to college anywhere, whether it was Clemson or Penn state, you know, in state or whatever, because, um, should there have been any kind of a medical emergency with her, if she got a fever, she, they wanted her to a hospital within an hour. And um, I would have had to, they, they didn't want to rely on a roommate situation to make that happen. So I wasn't willing to let my daughter, who was recovering very well um, and, and had a major in bioengineering that she was perfectly capable of, of studying at this point, even after a massive brain surgery. Um, I didn't want her to sit home and be bored for a year and take a year off of school. So I packed up left my husband and son in Pennsylvania and moved to South Carolina, lived about 10 minutes away from campus where if she needed anything, I was there. I was there to take her to our appointments because even though we were in Clemson, we had to go to Atlanta for appointments, um, you know, for the closest major oncology, neuro-oncology unit um, for pediatrics. And, uh, and we made it work. And again, flexibility was key. I was still able to do early intervention via telemed, and I was still able to completely manage this business of Rodan Fields wherever I was, which was in South Carolina. And moving, I actually gained a few new customers. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Your business grew in the middle of all that. It grew. Can't help it. (laughs) I mean, you're right. No, I just can't. I don't know anyone who really has had the story that you have. And I'm so... thank goodness for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm just, I know, like, along the way, I would send you a message saying, you're such an amazing mom. It's just people are in awe and everything you've been through and seeing how great Devin's doing, you know, thinking in the future, like, this is a, a great way, I think, to even re- close this, this, you know, our podcast today is, what's your perspective on your business in the future? When you see how the walls can just crumble you know this everything happened at once what's your perspective on what your Rodan and Fields business will be for you moving forward as your life continues to change your kids are getting older well it's offered stability 
Um, so it was something I could definitely count on knowing it was there, uh, which is, again, when I joined, I was coerced and, um, and not interested in the slightest in a business like this. And, you know, obviously things changed or I wouldn't have been doing this how many years later, seven years later. So obviously I like what I'm doing and it has been a lifeline. I mean, I've been able to continue running a business from my phone, literally anywhere, and, um, and this summer, to top it all off, that same kid with cancer and my son with the knee surgery, um, both qualified to be beach lifeguards in Seattle City, New Jersey. And that requires somebody living down here with them um, because, frankly, I don't trust them, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest. So we're, my, between my husband and I, we're here at my parents' beach house, and I go home now because I see patients in person. So I go home a day a week and come back. And one of us is always here, but again, my business is still going. So that hasn't changed. I love it. I <laughs> am just, I love your story. I am so, and I, like I had told you before we started, I waited to ask you because I literally could in the middle of everything that was going on this year, I'm like, I can't ask Sue. I want her to come on and share her story. I can't ask her until she's home and you deserve this summer at the beach. You deserve everything good coming to you and your family. And I am so happy and lucky to be your friend, to be working with you. And I can't wait for just, everything else wonderful that's going to come to your family. Oh, it's time. Thanks, Joanne. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Everything's going really, really well right now. We cannot complain. The kids are having the time of their lives. And after the year they've had, they deserve it. So um, I just get to go along for the ride. Oh. Yay, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. And thank you to our listeners. I know that you love this. And I'm sure you were inspired by Sue and everything that, that she's done and her family's done this year. And Devin, right? And Devin. <laughs> yep. Can't forget her. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, so, Joanne. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll be back next week. See you later. Bye. Yeah, bye. Tune in next week to see what's brewing with our next cup of Joe with Joe.